to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 286 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the professor, Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. And, well, we're still 14 winners now through 21 races. Can we get three more in five? That is the question. So much to talk about tonight. Uh, we'll dive all into that in a little bit. Uh, like I said, hope you all had a great weekend. Pretty uh, pretty low-key uh, for, for us over here. Had the Golf League Thursday night. Pretty good. Shot my average. Uh, no complaints there. No crazy 41 like two weeks ago. Uh, Friday night, Lindsay uh, did a little girls' night thing. So I had a couple buddies over that hung out with me in Alden, which was awesome. Did some running around Saturday. Took Alden to a birthday party. Uh, he is just the life of the party at uh, five and a half months old. Uh, no one cares that we're walking through the door but that Alden is walking through the door, which is pretty cool. Uh, Sunday, watch some racing and uh, cook some fajitas on the Blackstone, which seemed to be very popular uh, on social media when I posted that. Uh, I know uh, uh, Mick Rose <laughs> was cooking some fajitas as well and saw a couple other posts, which is pretty cool. Uh, that's awesome. Um, congrats, huge congrats. To our ticket winners, uh, Jimmy Bay, 37, and Steph O'Keefe, 1. Uh, they each won a pair of tickets to MIS Compliments of Firekeepers Casino. And I am so pumped to announce that I have a bonus pair of tickets still to give away. I've got one more pair. Uh, so be on the lookout on social media for that. Um that tweet will be out there. Uh, it is already out there if you're listening to this. Uh, and uh, we'll give away one more pair. Uh, I cannot wait to get to MIS here in just a couple weeks. I'm going to have T-shirts. I'm going to have koozies. I'm going to have stickers. I may have some NBC prize packs with me uh, to give away as well. Uh, I am hoping. I don't know if there will be an MIS tweet up or not. If there is, uh, I will be there. Uh, but if not, uh, we will do our own little live traffic thing for anybody that's there. Uh, we'll do something Sunday uh, before Green Flag for sure. So if you're coming to MIS, uh, hit me up. Let me know. I will add you to the group, text, tweet, whatever we end up doing there. And uh, get to say hi in person, talk some racing, and uh, I'll give you some stuff. So that's uh what we got coming on. I'm still trying to figure out some stuff for MIS weekend. Uh, if you listened last week, uh, you know that I will be at Firekeepers Casino on Friday, uh, which will host a Joey Logano meet and greet from 5.30 to 7.30. That is free to anybody 21 and older. Uh, so if you're in the area, I mean, for me, I'm in Metro Detroit. I can get to Firekeepers in two hours Probably an hour 45 since Lindsay's not going to be in the car with me. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not too bad. Come hang out. I will be there. Uh, and, of course, Joy Logano will be there, which is the draw, of course. But uh, come hang out there and, uh, you know, get, get to the race. Get to the race if you can. Um, all right. What's coming up tonight? Well, 
uh, from Hattori Racing. Chase Purdy is going to be back. Talked to him earlier in the year and excited to have him back on and see, you know, how his season is going. Uh, just a crazy weekend uh, at Pocono, DQing, all that good stuff. We'll get into that here after we talk to Chase. Social media shout outs. Uh, Newdorf is back. Uh, he will uh, tell us about the Indy forecast. He's got a couple stories to tell since that's his home track as well. Lucky Dog, Lap Down Fantasy, all that good usual stuff there. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's get Chase Purdy back on the line. All right, Lap <coughs> Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his second appearance on the show. He is the driver of the number 61 Bama Buggies Toyota with HRE coming off a of top 11 this week at Pocono. Welcome back to the show, Chase Purdy. Chase, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's hanging in there. Yeah, well, welcome back, man. Glad to have you back. Uh, Chase, we last talked uh, right after the Bristol Dirt Race back in April. Uh, we got 10 more races behind us now, uh, and seven out of those 10 with top 15s and season as a whole, uh, you've got uh, 10 top 15s through 16 races. What's your take so far uh, on the regular season? Um, so started out rough um, down in Daytona. Um, you know, had something happen that I have no control over. Um, so that was really tough. Um, you know, I think, I think we're we've hit our stride late. Um, you know, I, I think that you know our speed is there. Um, just need to be better about getting the right track position and putting putting ourselves in a good position um, to to run better. Um, you know, I think we've um, like I said, come on strong late. So just gotta keep uh, keep getting better every week and uh, keep going forward. Awesome, man. Yeah, for sure. Um... Talk about this week. I mean, Pocono was just crazy. Start to finish, all three series. Uh, started 15th, finished 11th. Um, talk about your race, the challenge of Pocono being such a unique track, and, you know, how your day for yourself, the team, and all that went this past weekend. Yeah, so I, obviously with practice and qualifying um, being rained out, um, that, that definitely sucked, but it wasn't too unusual. Uh, it was like COVID racing again, so um, – you know, I, when what sucks about that is I didn't feel like we got our truck really good till the last stage. And uh, we really, we maybe should have done something a little different on strategy to get better track position at the end. But I thought we had a really fast, um, you know, Toyota Tundra TRD Pro uh, Bimbo Buggies truck. So um, we finished 11th, but man, I, I thought we were really a, a definitely a truck that could contend well inside the top 10. Um, if we could have gotten better track position or, or broke free um, and gotten to a little bit of clean air. When we look at Pocono, um, you know, Pocono's really kind of become, like you mentioned, strategy, you know, to what we see at some of the road courses, you know, to maybe where you're pitting uh, with three to go in the stages. Um, you know, is, is that something you guys maybe talked about? Uh, or, you know, what, what kind of strategy did you guys have going into that, to into the race? Well, we knew that um, if we were going to make the playoffs, we had to win. Um, so we were backed in, into that corner. Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I think we had a fast enough truck to compete if we could have gotten up there. Um, and it also depended on kind of what lane you were in to restart back there, um, you know, inside versus outside. It really seemed like the, the outside line could get rolling better um, on the starts for at least the first lap or two. You could keep up your momentum if you were able to, just roll the top on guys and you weren't getting side drafted or guys trying to split you. 
so I, I thought, you know, lane, lane choice was important. Um, but you know, it's, it's so easy to say that now. Cause I mean, you know, in the moment you're like, well, I can gain two, three spots here and hopefully get in line. Um, so, you know, that's the gamble you take. Um, but you know, I thought that NASCAR did a really good job of making it, you know, where there was a, you know, multiple lanes, um, you know, there was really two, three lanes you could kind of run, um, and, and one and two and one, and then, you know, the tunnel turn, you could, you could make the top work if you were beside a guy, you know, I thought this year the bumps were a little rougher than what I remembered and how it's been in years past. But, um, you know, overall, I thought, as far as the racing aspect of it went, I thought, um, you know, NASCAR did a really good job with that. And, uh, you know, it was, it made for, you know, an exciting race and it, and it was fun. You could, you could, uh, pass people easier. It was still really hard to pass there as usual, but it, it was, uh, not as bad as I've seen it in years past. For sure. Um, <laughs> all right. What, uh, you know, the shenanigans on Sunday, man, your, your quick, uh, take on what all went down, you know, post-race inspection, all that. Uh, I had put a thing out to the listeners, and we're going to get to that a little later in the show, you know, as far as, you know, pre-race, post-race, do you want them both? Do you want just one? Uh, you know, kind of crazy there. What, what's what's your uh, fan reaction, if you will, to all of that? Um, I mean, I think Denny Hamlin, he might not have won the race technically, but he won on social media. Um <laughs> with uh the the eagle and champagne and the and the tape um you know i thought that was pretty good um you know i you know i i don't know um exactly if it was worth you know really dqing them 100 you know and taking the win away from i don't you know i don't know exactly what um just how much of an advantage of what they found is or, or how much it really makes a difference. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's, that's NASCAR's rules and, uh, clearly they, they broke them. So, um, and you know, they just got caught, you know, everybody does things to, I guess, go into the gray area, sure. you could say. Yep. So, um, you know, they just happened to find it on the, the JGR cars this, right. this past weekend. <laughs> it, it sucks. I, I really hated it for Denny and, and for Kyle, that sucks. I mean, I know it was, uh, you know, a big weekend for, for, for their sponsors and, and everything. So yeah, I know that was uh, heartbreaking. I just, I remember uh, a few years back when Clint Boyer got caught for something and he pulled out a quarter at the media center and just was like, that's how much off we were kind of thing. And like I said, you know, it's, it, you, you wonder sometimes, you know, what really was the advantage there, you know, but uh, we'll never know. We'll never know. Um, this weekend, though, man, heading to uh, Lucas Oil for the Truck Series. First time. Uh, the trucks have been there in a long time. How are you getting ready for that one? Uh, just watching film and stuff. You know, I uh, I ran there one time uh, a few years ago when I was in an ARCA car, and, and we were really fast there. Um, you know, I had a chance to win it. Um, I think it was me and Chandler um, throwing sliders back and forth when we were there, and then Christian ended up uh, beating all, both of us. So, um that's a really cool racetrack it's a really hard short track um people underestimate how hard of a, a place that is to get around um it's very uh it's very abrasive on tires you know it's got a really rough surface so tires are gonna be everything this weekend um you know and i think like especially if it's like caution comes out with 
I don't know, 10, 12 to go, you're gonna you know, what do you do? <laughs> you know, when do you, I mean, is it, if you're the leader, I mean, do you come down pit road or, or not? Or if you're eight to 10th or some of those guys, like do you come regardless? So I think it's going to make it uh, a really fun, it's going to make for a really good show. Um, I'm excited to go back there. I love short track racing. Um, like many of us in the field, that's, uh, that's our roots. That's what we come from. Sure. Um, but I'm glad I've been there before. So I, I know what I'm getting myself into at least. Could you, uh, would you compare that track surface, uh, same, better or worse than Atlanta pre repave as far as that track surface? Oh, I'd put it right there, uh, with it, you know, with the old Atlanta surface. I mean, it, you, <laughs> you got just a few laps and then you're, you're done. You're done. So, um, you know, and I think that's going to be a, a, a big key for, for the race this weekend, you know, we don't go many places where you have to save tires. I don't think any place, um, like truly save tires. And, um, I think that guys, if they can just fire off and get in line somewhere and just kind of manage their stuff, you know, 15, 20 laps into a run, then, you know, I think you're like, Oh, well, maybe I should have saved my tires a little better or, or whatnot. And, you know, and that might not happen, but I think that that could be a factor this weekend. If it was going to, if that was going to happen anywhere, it would be here. Certainly. Sure. Uh, you know, a lot of off weeks sprinkled out here between now and November for these last, uh, seven races. Um, you know, you guys going to try to do anything a little different to, to, to work on something for down the road. Uh, you know, you're not in the playoffs, unfortunately going for broke. What's the, what's the strategy of the last seven races here? Oh, we got nothing to lose. So we're going to do whatever. I love it. Whatever we can or, or, you know, you know, can do to, to win or, or put ourselves in position too. I mean, it, it, you know, we, I can, I have a chance to finish 11th in points and, you know, I'm going to try my best to do that. Uh, but, you know, it, we, like I said, we have nothing to lose. So sure. we can take all the risk in the world and, uh, you know, if it works, you look, you like a hero. If it died, you like a zero. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, we'll do whatever, we'll do whatever we can. I and uh, try and run the best we can these these next few races. Sure. Uh, you know, you mentioned the short track. So I mentioned, uh, or I imagine, outside of Lucas Oil this weekend, uh, you can't wait to get back to Bristol. Uh, you, you know, ran the dirt race uh, back in April. Uh, are you excited to go get back on its normal surface there here uh, in a few weeks? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, God. I, I <laughs> am very ready to get back to the, the original Bristol that uh, is so much more fun to me than than the dirt crystal. Oh, that's I'm fantastic. like lost on the dirt surface and, and these cars. I mean, you can't drive them like they're dirt cars either, which I think also sucks. But um, no, I'm ready to go back to a normal Bristol motor speedway. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, all right, man. Uh, hit the sponsor, man. Uh, they've been with you for a minute, I believe. So uh, talk about your your partnership with Bama Buggies. Yeah, Bama Buggies has uh, has uh, really kind of been there for the whole time. Um, it's, a, it's a dealership uh, located in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, sell Sea-Doo's and and they do uh, Polaris stuff and and aftermarket stuff for toys. for all the cool things you want to yeah for all the cool things <laughs> you want to amp up and put on your side by side. So um, yeah, they do a lot of cool things. Uh, people should check it out. Awesome, man. Uh, where can everybody keep up with you on social media, sir? 
So my Instagram is Chase underscore Purdy. That's also the same for my TikTok, Twitter, Chase Purdy 12. Awesome. How's, are you are you active on the TikTok? Yeah, so, uh, actually, so I did something I don't ever do, which maybe I should because people liked it, but um, I did like a silly video where it showed which uh, Top Gun character you were. Okay. And I got okay. – and, and it, they gave me Maverick, so – I was pretty pumped. You know, he's a big, uh, he's a, he plays a pretty solidly big role in the movie. Right. So, uh, I was pumped about that, but yeah, I, I, I try and stay active on it. You know, my problem with that thing is, is I'll post, I'll have something like I got some drafts that I think are pretty, pretty damn funny, but I'm like, ah, I shouldn't post. That's so stupid. <laughs> That's <clears throat> maybe what ends I up should. going viral, man. I know. But yeah, like... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe I should. And I should just care a little less is what I should do. So. That's my thing. It's like, I've, I've got this down pat. Like, you know, you and I are looking at each other right now, but you know, I, I've mastered the podcast thing or from an amateur perspective anyways, like, I've messed around with a couple of videos and it's just like, man, I, I don't know. I've got that niche to go out there and, and just make a fool of myself to uh, go and get the view. Yeah. But man, that's the stuff. That's the stuff that sells. Right. I mean, people, people don't want to see, you know, your typical, like, Oh, car was good today or stuff like, you know what I mean? They right. want to, they want to see you as a person and all the dumb stuff you do. I mean, there's some people, in uh, sport, and some of my friends are really good at it. Noah Gregson's really good at it. Uh, most of ours really good at it. So it's just like, I mean, I mean, but they're, you know, it work, it works, yep. you know, and that's and that's who they are um, as a person, and, and people love to see that. So, you know, I I should definitely probably just start posting out all my drafts just all at once right? to just see what people <laughs> think. You know, they're gonna be like, what in the world? So. I Random question, you know, when, you know, in today's age with, with how important social media is from a, from an athlete's perspective, from a driver's perspective, uh, you know, the, the finance side of things with sponsors and all that does a, w would you say a more active social media, uh, does that help attract sponsors? Does that deter sponsors? Because you never know someone could go off and say something that the, the sponsors don't like, or, you know, does, does, does an individual, uh, account come into role from a sponsor perspective in the sport it i mean it definitely does um if you're okay if you're a sponsor and you have someone that has i'll use me for example i have about fourteen thousand followers almost on instagram and you see someone that has a million i mean who do you i mean if if you're in business and you think, oh, well, I, more people would probably know or see my product with someone that has a million followers or whatever. Yep. Um, now, people know that and they'll go out and they'll buy followers or whatever, but I I don't do that because, no, I just, you know, I think that's just hurting your brand and, sure. you know, in general. But, um, no, it definitely plays a big role. And that's not always the case. I mean, it also depends on who you are on there and, and, and the content you're showing and what you represent and believe in and, and, you know, all kinds of other things. So, um, there's a bunch of things that I think, uh, play a factor in, in all of that, but it is definitely important. And I think that in the last few years, we've really seen just, uh, how powerful and moving social media can be with, uh, all the things you can do with it and, 
and where it can take you. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for uh, coming on. Thanks for the chat. I really enjoyed it. I know the listeners will love it. Uh, I hope you have a uh, great run this weekend at Lucas Oil, and best of luck the rest of the season, and look forward to talking with you soon, man. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks. you having me on. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon, man. We'll see ya. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, there you have Chase Purdy back on the show. Great to talk to him. Great insight there. Love talking to these guys. You guys know that. Uh, anytime I can get someone from the Truck Series on, I am going to eat that up for sure. Uh, all right, well, uh, let's let's keep things rolling. Let's, let's dive deep into Pocono. All right, well, we've got the trucks from Pocono, uh, and I, I, I am still baffled over the fact that this was the truck regular season finale like it just i can't wrap my brain around that aspect that it's july and the truck playoffs are starting this week and that there's only seven races left that's going to take us through november like it just the math like it just doesn't doesn't register in my head um but anyways uh, Chandler Smith going out there, picking up win number two on the season, which is great. Um, you know, there were definitely some some comers and goers here when you look at things. Uh, you know, Ryan Priest started 22nd, finished second. Uh, you had Austin Hill started 31st, finished sixth. Uh, you had Tanner Gray, 18th, finished 15th. Uh, you had Chase Purdy, who you just heard from a few minutes ago, uh, started uh, 15th, finished 11th. Definitely some movers there, which is crazy. Uh, and most of your top 10 did not favor too well in stage two, obviously due to some strategy and all of that, which is probably what gave them the finishes that they have there. Um, I think the craziest thing is here we are, regular season's over. John Hunter Nemechek, good from a points perspective, uh, just did not have the dominant win season that uh, I thought we all, I think we all expected him to have. Um, you know, Zane Smith, three wins, Chandler Smith, two, John Hunter, one. Uh, you know, that that's that's your your bread and butter right there, right? Like, is that your favorites uh, as, as far as your final four? There is not as big of a playoff points uh, gap here either, uh, which I think is interesting. I think if we look at, um, you know, where John Hunter Nemechek was at last year uh, in the truck series at this point, uh, I think we had a lot more points, playoff points, and a lot bigger uh, separation gap there, um, you know, as far as his advantage. Uh, I'm actually pulling it up right now as we speak. Uh, you know, John Hunter had 34 playoff points last year uh, to Austin Hill and Ben Rhodes, 11. So what are we talking there? 15, uh, you know, four, 15 some points there difference. Um, you know, Zane Smith to Chandler, only a 10 point, you know. So I guess not as crazy. Uh, I, I, I guess I expected that to be a little bit bigger there. But still, uh, I think it's anyone's game in the truck series. Um that can get to the final four because there hasn't just been that dominance. Uh, Zane Smith has been the dominant one. Um, so that, that'll be interesting to see when we look at the playoff picture, uh, Derek Krause missing the playoffs, uh, Tyler Ankrum, 
uh, Chase Purdy. I, I'm really disappointed with Tyler Ankrum. Really was hoping uh, that that team would be able to put some things together uh, and have a little bit more consistency this year than what they did. Uh, great guy. Love talking to Tyler uh, Ankrum and was really hoping to see him be able to make a push this season. But, hey, always next year, hopefully, right? Um, any surprises for me here? Not really, just based on who runs full time, you know, and, and we don't have that many. So I uh, would love if a uh, not AJ Almadinger, I would love if Parker Kligerman uh, was able to get a full time ride. And because I think he'd be able to make some noise. I think he'd be contending for this championship. No doubt about it. Um, but again, that's where we're at. Lucas Oil Raceway Friday night, a late start, nine o'clock. Uh, which is pretty cool. Get the kids to bed and get your favorite beverage and settle in for uh, the truck race Friday night. Uh, and like I said, it's nuts to me. Seven races through 15 weeks. Um, I, I just can't believe that this thing will still end up and finish at the same time as the uh, Cup and Xfinity guys. But there you have it. Got some off weeks coming up down the road for the truck series, which is a bummer. But uh, hopefully the playoffs are interesting. I think they will. Uh, just because those at the top are stacked, obviously. And uh, we'll see what happens. You know, we saw Ben Rhodes last year win Daytona and win at uh, Phoenix to capture the championship, kind of kind of stealing it. You know, he was that, you know, fourth guy. It was, you know, all right, who, who was going to get the fourth spot? He did and went out and won. Uh, you know, kind of surprising, too, like we saw Daniel Hemrick go out there and win the championship in the Xfinity Series. Uh, that was the only race he won and won the championship with that. Um, you know, wouldn't be surprised if we see some surprises uh, like that. Maybe it's Carson Hosevar that sneaks into the Final Four and goes out and makes some noise. You just don't know. Uh, so that'll be fun to watch for sure. Uh, over to the Xfinity Series, Noah Gregson picking up uh, win number three on the season. Um, which is cool. Uh, Ty Gibbs, Josh Berry, Dinger, you know, usual suspects up there. Um, what I love about this coming week is that we're going to be at the Indy Road Course. It's a wild card. You guys have heard me talk and go on rants here over the last couple weeks how I truly feel that our top 12 is our playoff grid uh, in the Xfinity Series with Seven races still to go, I think. Six races still to go in the regular season for them, um, which I'm, I, I don't like. I don't like that there's no bubble, so to speak, unless somebody can go and get a win that's outside uh, of the top 12 right now. So uh, could Sheldon Creed go out there and get a win? Brandon Brown, uh, we've seen him have, uh, you know, s some great moments this year. Uh, that that's what's going to be fun to watch. The fact that it's a wild card race. Could someone go out there, play spoiler to uh, these guys that are currently in the top 12? Um, kind of just like with the truck series, you know, there's not a big playoff point differential uh, to where you get that advantage to where it's a guarantee, you know, you can, you know, finish top 15 and still slip past into the next round or anything like that if you've got a bad break. Uh, you know, we've got Noah Gregson in fifth, uh, or I'm sorry, Ty Gibbs has 23 playoff points. Gregson has 22. Uh, Allgaier, 21. You know, you just don't have that separation, which is awesome. Uh, you know, that's just going to create that much more of an exciting and competitive playoff uh, picture once we get there. But very excited for Indy Road Course this week for both Xfinity and Cup. 
just from that pick that that pure aspect of loan that it is a possible spoiler situation now last year you know we saw aj allmendinger go out there and get the win which was cool because that was another uh cup driver that got a win but you know wasn't anything that impacted the playoffs because he's not running for the cup uh championship so uh, i believe dinger is running the cup race as well uh you know very well could go and pull that same upset just doesn't have the same playoff implications uh that we would like to see from a non or a driver that has not won a cup race that is running for the cup playoffs that's the playoff implications that i would love to see uh this weekend as you guys know now what a crazy freaking race. Uh, you know, we saw Denny Hamlin pick up the win, followed by teammate Kyle Busch and the big DQ on both of those guys, giving the win to Chase Elliott, uh, who did not even lead a lap, which is just crazy. Um, you know, the you, you talk about the post-race inspections and all of that, and I'm going to get into that here in just a minute because I put that out there to you guys. I wanted your takes because it was just such a unique circumstance. So we'll get to that here uh, in just a minute. But, you know, could you have imagined if Kevin Harvick was still in third place, if that wreck doesn't happen, uh, you know, the, the, the massive change and the chaos that that would have created because that would have given us our 15th different winner. Um, and then Kevin Harvick is probably in the playoffs. I mean, we look at things right now. Uh, you've got uh, Chase Briscoe on the bubble. You know, only two points ahead of Kurt Busch with a win. So if Kurt Busch, you know, picks up some points and Chase falls out, you know, we're possibly looking at two to three drivers with wins that are taking guys out with a win. Eric Almirola is not making the playoffs right now. Kevin Harvick is not making the playoffs right now. So uh, these guys need a win. Uh, Ryan Blaney right now, the probably only safe guy, uh, you know, at the moment. But could you imagine? Could you imagine if we have 17 winners and one of them is not Ryan Blaney? Ryan Blaney, third in points, won't make the playoffs. Uh, that is just absolutely crazy to me. I want to see that chaos. I want Blaney to get a win. I want Harvick to get a win. And I want Truex to get a win. Like, let's, we, we need this to, and it can happen. Like, Truex can go out, kick ass at a road course, no problem. Blaney can kick ass at a road course. Uh, Kevin Harvick, you know, has dominated Michigan uh, in years past. Like, I mean, could you just imagine if all three of these guys pick up wins over the next three weeks? I, oh, I, I got goosebumps just thinking about the implications uh, and how much I will just love every single second about that. Because, because, let Traffic Nation, let hear, hear me out on this one. Kurt Busch has a win. 17th in points, right? If all three of those guys, if Ryan Blaney, Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex Jr. gets wins, guess who doesn't make the play? Oh, no, Denny Hamlin would make the playoffs because he's got more than one race win, so that would give him that advantage. Oh, I almost got really excited and thought Denny Hamlin might miss the playoffs, but that's that's not possible uh, unless he falls out of the top 30 in points, which I don't foresee that happening. But, oh, I almost got really excited there. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, before I get myself into trouble here, uh, let's go to your guys' takes here. Uh, I put it out on Twitter asking you guys if 
you thought that should should we get rid of the pre and post race inspection? Should we just have the post race? Should we just have the pre race? You know, what were your guys's take on this? Uh, I'll give you my take at the end here, but let's see what you guys had to say. Uh, Jay Isaac Sr. at Isaac J63. Really, to be honest, post would be good enough. Uh, Danny at Danny LeBlanc24. Both. Uh, Andrew at Andrew Eckenrode. Should be both. Things can be modified, in quotes, during the race. Uh, pulling for Ross at InBarrett52. Absolutely both. Karen at NASCAR Casey fan both is the way to go. Uh, Gina at tech underscore wench pre and post hundred uh, percent. Jason at JA stone 29 both uh, Matt at camper news net. I believe there should be both pre and post race inspections as the cars could be modified during the race. And that wouldn't be good for the sport. Uh, Scott at 1985 Wagner system has worked like it should Post race can be more invasive than pre. How mad would teams be if DKL got pulled back and needed resecured before practice, etc.? Uh, Jane at Jane Waldrop. Both should continue. If there's ever a time when NASCAR decides to just do one, then it should be post. Pre only affects your qualifying. Changes during the race affect your finish. That's what post should be catching. Uh, Keith at Keith HA 93578985 uh, I think the area of concern post race isn't done in pre race because it would make a slow process even longer. Uh, Michael. Uh, at Joe's, oh man, brother, I can never pronounce your last name. J U S K I E W I C Z. Uh, a lot of crap happens to the cars that the drivers or teams can't control. I think there should be pre race inspections, yes, but a post, no body damage can cause the car to be too high or too low. Not the team's fault. Are they supposed to quit when they get damaged? Good, good call there. I like that. Uh, and Robin at Wrangle 22 agree to this in a sense uh, to what Mike said, but in this case, it wasn't accident damage. Maybe they should just forego penalties that could be caused from accident damage. But when something has been added or wrong, materials, then that's an intentional technical foul. And uh, our friend Aaron at Race Weather, both not just yes, but hell yes. I love it. Thanks, guys, for chiming in there. Some new, some new people that we haven't heard from in a minute, which is awesome. Um, my thing is, you know, we, you, when you talk about how long of a day uh, that, you know, practice qualifying and all that can be at the time, the amount of time it takes to get every car through the inspection process pre and post, um, you know, I'd be OK cutting pre. Uh, I think you have to have the post-race inspection, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, but, you know, like uh, someone mentioned, you know, the pre-race kind of helps keep qualifying uh, in under control. But, uh, you know, teams want to go throw all these curveballs, uh, you know, and then go make the changes back or something like that. I mean, hell, that could be fun. I don't know. Uh, I think ultimately, though, you definitely have to have the post-race inspection, uh, no doubt about that uh all right let's keep things rolling and uh let's do a little lap traffic social media uh everybody make sure you check out the website thelaptraffic.com make sure you check out facebook the lap traffic podcast uh youtube the lap traffic podcast tiktok twitch instagram twitter all at lap traffic pc uh, if you've made it this far to the show, tell your friends to check it out. Give a follow, all that good stuff. Um, 
Let's see here. I already announced our ticket giveaway winners at the start. Don't forget, I've got another bonus pair to give away. Make sure you're following at Atlanta Racing and at the Throwback Brand. Uh, at Atlanta Racing doing some awesome giveaways, which is great. Helping grow the channel, which is fantastic. Uh, and some new followers. Uh, Steven at S. Harris. 8891, Dirt Track Racing Fan and a Titans Fan. Uh, Julian Beeston at Pocono Sweet 14, Bowman Fan. Anthony Leach at Anthony underscore Leach underscore a Larson Fan. And Kyle Larson Fan at K Larson Fan 5. Welcome to the show, everybody. Go tell your friends all that good stuff. And don't forget, I've got stickers, koozies, and all of that to give away for free. All you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, and I will get those out to you for free. Or you can say hi in person if you're going to be at MIS. Hit me up, shoot me a DM, send me a tweet, whatever. Uh, let me know if you're going to be at the race, and uh, we'll make sure we get to say hi to each other. So uh, there is that. Let's keep things rolling. Let's get... Mr. Brian Newdorf back on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. No off week and back-to-back weeks. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Brian Newdorf. Sir, how are you? This is lap track of it, Nathan, right? I yeah, mean, normally yes. I'm waiting like a month before I have to come back on. Like there's like a waiting period. It's, it's funny. I have to get like background checked every time and I'm not even around your kid. That's even the weirdest <laughs> thing. So, you know. Oh man. I love it. I, I deserves every bit of that. <laughs> uh, well, yes. Back to back weeks. I don't think you've done that in, in a minute. So uh, glad to have you back. Uh, we've got a little bit more time to play with this week than we did last week, which is awesome because. Uh, which means I'm just going to get. The, uh, this means I'm just going to get out as quickly as possible. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, we, yeah, uh, nice talking to you. Bye. Yeah, uh, see ya. <laughs> we can, uh, you know, talk uh, some of your favorite indie stories uh, for you know if you, if you haven't followed. Or I have attention. some. I think we. I think we've. I think we've. I mean, I've said this a lot, and I, I will tell one. Do we do it now or do we yeah, want to no, wait till something else? I was just gonna say that. Uh, I mean, we could talk about. I'm gonna be honest again. I am. I am a horrible human being. We already know this. Um, so this is not anything new. But I did miss most of the race. Uh, I, I again working. My schedule um, is crazy. So when I was doing, you know, the, the catching up kind of a thing, you know, yeah, I was a, I was a tad bit surprised, you right. know, to find <laughs> that, uh, you know, drivers. And I think we've talked about this before. And maybe people are gonna agree with me. Maybe they're not going to. You know, I'd like to see more. Maybe this is the science. Maybe this is the engineering part of me. But I'd really like to see more uh, investing. Remember the old the old saying: "See it on Sunday, drive it on Monday." Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's a you're not going to be able to. But number two, it's basically the only thing that makes it different is the wrap or the logo on it. Okay, it's the same car for each person, and we're really, you know, we're taking some of the uh, engineering from engines to you know, it's like, well, it has to be exactly like this. Now try to find a way to get more out of it. Right. Uh, you know, I'm not saying. I, I mean, I do like this. You know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't tr- if you're not trying. But I think there needs to be a little more wiggle room. I mean, you look at F1. I mean, you could. If I understand, they wanted it more competitive, and they want, or maybe not. Maybe we just get. Not everybody should race. Maybe not everybody can be funded, and we just in in order to put a good product 
out on the racetrack. It doesn't need to be a huge field. Yeah, I mean, I would I, I would love some tolerances, um, you know, whether it's a, you know, there's a threshold for everything that has a range depending on what it is, uh, or if it's, you know, take from here to give yourself a little extra in another area on the car, uh, something to that effect. I, I think that would be cool. I, I when, when I heard about this and when I heard what the issue was, uh, the, the thing that I hit the, my mind was Clint Boyer when he got a penalty and pulled out a quarter and talked about that the infraction was, you know, as the, 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 you know, as thin as what that quarter was is what they found him guilty of. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't remember what it cost him, but I know it cost him something pretty dearly, uh, you know, and it's just like, all right, you know, where, where could we maybe add some wiggle, like you said, add a little bit more wiggle room, uh, and see what, what what happens? You know, it's 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 crazy. I mean, it's a story, right? Like headlines, uh, we're talking about the but, sport. But I mean, you know, I, but, I, but but I also think you got drivers who, while polarizing, they have their fan base. But I think also, let's be honest. You know, NASCAR has been about polarizing. You, you think of the person that most everybody still loves, at least that they're of a certain age, and that's Earnhardt. He was definitely, and even Gordon, these guys were polarizing. They had a, a strong fan base who loved, and then they had a strong base that hated them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you try yeah. to find a, I mean, NASCAR fans love to love their driver. They also love to hate the rival or Absolutely. love to hate somebody else. Yeah. And this idea that we're going to try to make, you know, everybody one way or the other just seems, I don't know. It's just not going to work. I don't know. You're not going to be able to fit everything in a nice, nifty little bubble. That's no. not, I mean, and I see why fans get upset. Like they they feel like they're losing something. They feel like, so yeah, I, I can get that completely. Yep. Yep. Um, well, sir, we, we are going to Indy this week, your home track. That's where you found your love for motorsports. Uh, are you, are you, are you going to be working? You're going to make, the, I'm going to uh, be working. In uh, fact, I'm going to be working the, oh, I'm going to be working the overnight shift. So I'm okay. not just working. I'm working, <laughs> working, you know? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I may be asleep through like this. If it's, as long as it's the afternoons, I'm good. Uh, it's not like, you know, not like the, you know, Memorial where like, you know, even then Indy would be tough on my schedule, but yeah, I'll be working. Okay. All right. Uh, but, uh, you know, what, what's, what's some of your favorite indie moments, stories? Well, uh, my brickyard. So I got to go the one time, the only, believe it or not, I've only been to the brickyard once. I want to say it was like 2012, 2013. I can't remember now exactly the date Johnson won. Okay. Um, but I was part of with, you know, I had got invited uh, to go and be part of the social media garage that they had at the time. Okay. And it was me, NASCAR Gasm, and a bunch of other people who were prominent on social media. So that was really cool for me. And in fact, my work let me go. And uh, I told him I would do some stories, which I did, which I had a really good time doing that. Uh, it was hot as whatever. I mean, that was that was one of my first times back to the state in like August where it was hot. Now, now I'm more adapt to it. But at the time out in Idaho, my, I think, I swear, I like, I didn't br bring home any extra clothes yet my bag was heavier on the way back than it was. I think it was just on the moisture it absorbed. Um, so it was Friday, and they had this kind of – it was more Chevy was sponsoring these things. And so at the time, yeah, because that would make sense. Uh, but anyway, some of the guest people that they had, drivers come in, were Johnson, Gordon, and then Stewart. And so we got to ask questions as part of the social media people and everything like that. And to me, I always joke that this is when I truly became NASCAR media. 
During the Q&A with Tony Stewart, I told him who I was, the meteorologist, NASCAR weatherman, and he called me a jackass. <laughs> and right then, I had earned my place among NASCAR, NASCAR media, being called a jackass by Tony Stewart. That's funny. That's crazy. Uh, and, 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 and actually, he, was, he joked. Okay, I mean... And let me let me give you better context. I, I did not do anything to offend Tony. Uh, I told him I was a meteorologist. It was actually raining and thunderstorm for like the Grand Prix type cars that were out there. And, you know, and they had some cancellations of practice. And so he called me a jackass because of the weather. Uh, so and I'm used to that. So that but I thought it was funny and I took it in jest because he had a smile on his face. I didn't actually like he wasn't like for those Tony Stewart fans. Oh, you probably deserve it. No, it was a little playful, like, you know, way to go, jackass. With right. the, that's actually said way to go, jackass with the, the weather. So, um, you know, so that's 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 probably from a NASCAR standpoint. Uh, one of my best stories. That's great. Uh, you know, and I, I mean, I've, I've, I got to talk to other ones and I got to have I mean, Jim Noble. I don't know if anybody knows he used to cover NASCAR. Uh, and I mean, one of, this is where I also felt really welcomed by the media was I had, like I said, I had to go shoot some stuff for my op for the, the, um, for work. And I really hadn't done like real media coverage, like carrying a, and I actually had, a, I actually like brought, oh, I had my own camera, but I was still walking around with a camera and microphone and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, Jim Noble helped me get things set up and held my microphone for me while they interviewed. And I got some stuff cause I had to talk to, um, Greg Biffle, because Greg Biffle had had a history of racing out at our track out in Idaho. So I got to, you know, talk to him and I had to set up some driver interviews and stuff like that. So working it, I mean, it was busy working. And, you know, of course, the other funny story is so my first time to the Brickyard. So I grew up as an IndyCar guy going to the Indy 500. All right. This was, you know, obviously this was well, this is more likely now 20 years or so, uh, almost either at or almost 20 years since the first uh, Brickyard. But I never like gone to the brickyard, so I didn't know. So I get I get up I get to the track way early on Sunday because you get to the track early on oh, any day. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was stupidly early <laughs> uh, because I'm, I'm I'm like driving up and I'm like because I'm staying with um, I'm staying with my brother-in-law who lives in South Side of Indianapolis. So I didn't have to get a hotel, and I'm staying down there and I'm driving up and I'm like, well, this is like no traffic getting the track. And I was like, oh, okay, this is not Indy, uh, you know. So you're bracing for three hundred thousand plus. I'm so waiting. Yeah, I'm 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 trying to get to the track, so I, I'm prepared to sit in. I'm I'm prepared to sit in traffic for an hour and a half, two hours, cruise right in. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. So those are my memories. I mean, I have in plenty of IndyCar memories. And, I, and the other thing I think, the one thing I think we really failed to mention, like we always talk about the drivers who, you know, conquered. Uh, he doesn't have an 8,500 win. That's Tony Stewart. And I go back to Tony. But I also think we also don't ever include Tony when we talk about those drivers who made the transition from Indy to NASCAR. We always, people like to point out the failures of those drivers who came from Indy to NASCAR and vice versa. But Tony seems to be left out of the conversation. He was a, granted it was an Indy racing league, but he was a champion of that league yep. and then went to NASCAR and then was a champion. Yeah, yes. I mean, yep. but I always hear like, you know, you hear these stories about, oh, well, they can't cut it, blah, 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 blah. And it, they just conveniently, it seems like, leave out Tony. So those are just my little 
back and forth different things because i actually knew tony stewart as an indie driver before i knew him as you know the nascar, NASCAR driver. guy yeah sure that's crazy those are great man thank you for sharing those that's awesome yeah um, the best part is, you know yeah the best part is being called a jackass yes, by tony stewart that's great um all right how are we looking for the uh truck race friday night over at lucas oil and uh i'd say I'd say we got the nice thing is, is right now it's just soaking wet. Like there's a stalled boundary over the area. Now it's mostly over my area, which I'm in Southern Indiana, Northern Kentucky. Um, it's going to lift. Uh, another front comes through Thursday with chance of showers. I think Friday looks good. I think Saturday looks good. The only concern, the big question for Sunday, and there's a chance uh, of showers. Uh, now the road course has met, that makes a grace great because maybe we'll finally, you know, get the road course and get to, you know, see, you know, as long as it's not stupidly soaking wet, like we saw at some other places, we, yeah. we definitely don't want that, but you know, if it is wet and stuff like that, then we should be at least be able to, to, to do certain things. Um, but there's a chance of showers, maybe some thunderstorms. It's very low. Um, but there is that chance going into, um, going into, uh, Sunday, but Saturday, uh, Friday is in the morning, but then Saturday looks absolutely perfect compared to where we have been. And Sunday's not all that bad. It's actually just a small chance maybe later in the day because um, – but right now, definitely not your August-like weather uh, in Indianapolis uh, this weekend. We're talking low 80s, you know, less humid. Awesome. Uh, so we're actually looking at some nice weather. Sunday's kind of a question mark because a, a boundary is going to lift back north and begin to change the pattern again. But uh, the timing of that is going to be the, the big thing. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, well, sir, uh, great to have you on back-to-back. Uh, to back. Uh, so and, I'll uh, see you in November. <laughs> we'll um, see you for the uh, the, the fi- finale over in Phoenix, yes. <laughs> oh, I thought, yeah. Or, or if I'm lucky, or more likely, I'll see you next season. Um, <laughs> nah, man. Uh, so next week will be uh, Aaron. Uh, and then actually, that'll be leading into MIS, and I'm going to do a show post-MIS, uh, and then I'll be taking an off week. So you should be back to normal schedule and uh, uh, it'll be a minute. So that's that's such a funny thing. Normal schedule. <laughs> when you tell when you figure out what that normal schedule is, you let me know. I OK, that. I will absolutely do that. Um, everybody, make sure you follow Brian on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Studwell at Race Weather. Sir, great to have you on. Uh, great stories. And uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Sounds like a plan. All right, man. We'll see ya. Bye-bye. All right. Great to catch up with Newdorf there for back-to-back weeks. Oh, it is. I'm very excited for this one, ladies and gentlemen. Lab Traffic Nation. It is this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. You guys know the drill. Send your picks after the race, and I will get them over to you uh, in the show. Tag you, all that good stuff. Uh, my Lucky Dog of the race weekend. I mean, I was it not Chase Elliott? I mean, come on. Uh, and my lap downs are the 11, the 18, and the 4 of Kevin Harvick, because what could have been? Uh, Scott at 1985 Wagner's Lucky Dog is MC Driver, always lurking around the top 10 a lot this season. Uh, could you imagine, Scott, if uh, he played spoiler at the Daytona Road Course, or De- I'm sorry, the Indy Road Course, or even Daytona? Oh, man. Oh, such such a... We're on pins and needles here waiting, which I love. Uh, Lap down. NASCAR and NBC trying to make turn three a problem only this year. I love it. Uh, And a late bonus. Hashtag all the lap downs at Denny Hamlin. Wasting 
revenge to get the DQ and laps down for Kyle Busch, just DQ. LT Fantasy going to be interesting this week. It was. Uh, I dropped a lot. Uh, I am hanging on. I am, uh, let's see here, who am I in the standings? I am uh, Chase Briscoe right now holding on to 16th place and could very easily get the bump here if uh, I don't have a good week this week. And uh, we'll see what my picks are here in just a little bit. Uh, let's see. Caleb at Caleb Goodman 91. Lucky dog to Martin Shorts Jr. in Bell for not having to go through the more strenuous post-race tech. Lap down to my fantasy team having its best week of the year. Take it away. I feel for you, sir. Uh, Charles at PK Let's Go Racing. Lucky Dog NASCAR for starting the race early enough to avoid the rain. Lap down. Denny showing Ross how a veteran passes. Uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky Dog to all the drivers on the cut line for no new winner this week. Lap down to Ryan Blaney. Bad Pocono weekend. Bad SRX weekend. It's just one to forget as a 12 fan. Stop the presses. A bonus pick from Colin. Uh, 160 lap downs to Denny and KFB are DQ'd. The winner is stripped. Holy crap. What a turn of events. If this were WWE, Chase's entrance music would be playing and he'd come flying down the ramp for a double pin. I love it. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, Dave at Real David Khan, Lucky Dog. Chase Elliott for cheaters getting caught. Lap down. Uh, JGR for trying to pull one over on NASCAR. Uh, Eddie at Eddie underscore EG3. Lucky Dog Daniel Suarez. The Sonoma winner was solid all day finishing fifth. Uh, lap down. Ross Chastain loses the latest battle this time to Denny Hamlin. Uh, Jason at JA Stone 29. Lucky Dog. The fans for a great race. Now it feels like a racing season. A lap down definitely goes to the 1 and 11. And the four, at the four teams' expense, uh, what the F was the 1-11 thinking. It was more 1 than 11. Experience matters, and watermelon farmers should have known better. I love it. Uh, Jeremy at Living Room War Wagon. Uh, lap down goes to Kevin Harvick. Can't catch a break. Lucky dog goes to uh, McDowell. Dude's been impressive this season. Yes, he has. Uh, Matt at Camper News Net. Lucky dog to Jimmy Johnson for his first career top five in the IndyCar series at Iowa. Love it. Uh, additional lucky dog to Denny Hamlin for becoming, well, had become the winningest driver at Pocono. Uh, lap down, turn three, the trouble spot this weekend for a lot of drivers. Uh, hope Kurt Busch feels better after that hit. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, Mitch at Just Mitch and Lucky Dog. Denny Hamlin came pretty close to running out of gas. Lap down, Harvick. Guy needs to retire. Yeah, that, that, Mitch, uh, you sparked a little controversy there with that one, didn't you, man? Uh, I, I was, uh, reading the tweets there. That, that was, uh, that was fun to read. Uh, Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon. Lucky Dog, the whole Gibbs organization has it figured out. All the top 10 finishers. Lap down, turn three. And last but not least, Scott at uh, WA Big Gamma, Lucky Dog Pocono Raceway. They had a packed crowd. The weather held off for a great race. Lap down, next-gen car. Don't like drivers getting hurt. Uh, this car seems to hit harder. Yes, it does. Good call there. Uh, all right. 
Uh, let's close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder, Lap Traffic Fantasy players, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Check the website if you need to see who you still have available to you. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. And joining me on the line, not week high, but damn close to week high and keeping it in the family uh, with three weeks in a row now with a James representative family member on the line. Uh, it is Kim James, mom of Dave. What's up? How are you? I am great. How are you, Brandon? I am awesome. Thanks for so much for calling in. Um, I don't know if you listened a couple weeks ago when David was on and I had mentioned like there's quite a few like families uh, in yeah. the league, which I just absolutely love. We got uh, Mark and Matt Luddington. Uh, we got Kristen uh, and her son Carson Hoglin on. And it's a three-way with you guys. You got mom, dad, and son. Uh, and I just I love that uh, it provides some some humor uh, between yeah. the family and, and all that kind of stuff. I hope there's some good side bets going on. There are. There, it's a little. It's a little bit of family competition. Excellent. Um, we really don't. We really don't consult. We keep it very close to the chest. Excellent. We don't consult each other throughout the week. But you know, once the race starts, it's like, who do you have? Well, who do you have? You know, so then, so then we're going through who our picks are. And then if something happens during the race, of course, there's all kinds of, you know, text messages going back and forth. That's but, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. David got me involved, I think, a couple of years ago. And then he got his dad involved. And it's fun. It's like I said, it's, it's a fun time. Um, and it's it's just that little bit of family competition that goes on. I mean, I, I just love the fact that I can help provide that. Like that's that's so cool. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I think you guys need to get like a little mini trophy or something now at this point <laughs> to the winner or something because that's yeah. uh, that's great. I love it. Right. Um, so this week, let's see, you had uh, Byron Gibbs and John Hunter, good for 132. Uh, Justin Hughes actually had the uh, week high at 144 with Larson Gregson and Nemechek. Um, what did you think of this weekend? You know, I mean, there's, lo there's a lot to, to unwrap with it. What, yeah, there, yeah, there was a lot that went on in this race. Um, I'm typically not a big fan of Pocono. Um, didn't love the... You know, when they tried to do the, the double on the weekend type thing, yep. um, the back-to-back -back thing last year. Um, but this was an enjoyable race. There was, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of passing that went on. Um, there was a lot of strategy that took place through this race. Um, going into this race, um, we it, it was funny. My my husband, who's also in, in, the, in the league, he, he picked Kurt Busch. He was proud of that pick. You know, it's like, this is just going to be a great race for him. And then before the poke, before the race starts, I get this message on my phone and I'm just like, oh, you're not going to believe this when I, <laughs> when I told him. So, you know, it, but it worked out, you know, it worked out probably better than if he had picked somebody else. Um, you know, Gibbs, Ty Gibbs had a solid race. Um, you know, he didn't do anything stupid out there or anything, um, but I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not a Toyota fan, so it didn't hurt my feelings when <laughs> when Hamlin and Bush got DQ'd yep. um, and, and bumped, you know, um, Elliot up to the win. But yeah, it was enjoyable. I, I, awesome. I, I liked it. Yep. I love it. I, I mean, I had a I was having a solid week with John Hunter. 
Uh, I took Sheldon Creed in Xfinity, who did very well, and, and it looked like I, I was going to maybe move up in the standings. And good thing I did not uh, try to get the updates done on Sunday after the race, because then I would have had to do double work and redo them. So, uh, oh, yeah. right. Yep, yep, yep. We'll, uh, you know, we'll take our medicine and uh, we'll, we'll bounce back. So let's, uh, let's hit the standings here real quick. Top 10, segment two. Robert Riggs is in first with 923. Uh, we got Brett Morris in second with 914. Pete Curvin in third, 912. Uh, David James is in fourth with 902. Kim, you're in fifth with 887. Uh, Jeff's in sixth, 880. Uh, I'm in seventh with 877. Josh Rolfe in eighth with 876. Aaron Studwell in ninth. Uh, and my uncle. It's also a family affair with lap traffic. My uncle's in the league. Nice. And uh, he's wrapping out the top 10 with 860 there. So um, nicely done, everybody there. Let's look over at our bonus points uh, in first. Uh, Two-way tie between David James, Kristen Hoglin with 14 bonus points. Uh, Jason is in second along with Tony with 11. Henry Fletcher and Mark Luddington are in third with 10. And then the list runs on down from there. Now to where it counts, the cumulative standings. Uh, that will set our playoff grid here in just a couple of weeks. Uh, in first place still, she's been there for a very long time, is Kristen Hogland. Uh, in second is Robert Riggs. Uh, third, Aaron Studwell. Kim, you are in fourth, looking really good uh, with 1995. Uh, Justin Hughes in fifth with 1980. Uh, we got Steven in sixth, Brett in seventh, Jason in eighth. Uh, John Atwinsell all the way in Australia in ninth, Kevin Hahn in 10th, my uncle in 11th, Henry Fletcher in 12th, David James in 13th, Josh Rolfe in 14th, Joel Null 15th, and I have fallen to the last place possible at the moment. I am in 16th place, and it's not looking good because 17th is just a few points behind me, so... Uh, I have to have a solid week this week or I am in trouble. Um, what do you say, Kim? Would you like to make some picks? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I, I got to stay solid. I yes. got to keep these picks solid. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. We are headed to the Brickyard for the Indy Road Course. There was some movement in the lap traffic standings, as you just heard, uh, as well as the Cup standings after this weekend, with just five races to go in the regular season for both the Cup Series and LT Fantasy. Now is the time to make a charge, with three of the last five races potentially being wild card races. We've got two road course races and a super speedway to finish out the regular season. Uh, the Dinger is one who will make a part-time cup appearance this year. He won last year and with Blaney, Larson, and Elliott right behind him as far as stand or finish last year at the Indy Road Course. Do you have any ringers left this late into the season? Uh, who will kiss some bricks? We'll find out this weekend. Right now, it's time for our picks. Kim. Who are you going with for the truck series? For the truck series, um, this was kind of a toss-up. You know, they've not raced um, at, at Lucas Oil in a very long time, yes. um, from, from what I, when I was doing my research. So I'm just kind of looking at comparable tracks and everything. Um, common sense said one thing, <laughs> but of course, <laughs> you know, oh, well, who listens to common sense? Right. Um, I, I'm going with, um, I'm going to go with Zane Smith this Zane week. Smith. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 I feel good about that. He, he kept coming up. He wasn't like in some of the things I was looking at. He wasn't like the top, but he was right there. So, and he, and he drives a Ford. So all things being equal. All right. I love it. He's driving a Ford. <laughs> well, I don't know if this is good or bad, but Zane Smith is also my pick uh, for the truck race, Kim. So ah, we'll, okay. We'll, well, we'll see, s- I'm going to I'm gonna pull you up out of that 16th spot. I oh. appreciate <laughs> I'm you, kidding. Kim. I appreciate it. Uh, Xfinity Series, who are you going with? Um, you have to go with Dinger. Well, right? um, I agree. I, at least I'm going with Dinger, but yeah. Yeah, he's got to defend. I wish I could go with Dinger. Uh, I've used him twice, so I have maxed out my Dinger picks in the Xfinity Series. So I'm going to go with the next best pick, in my opinion, uh, and that's Justin Allgaier. So I am rolling with the seven on Saturday afternoon. Uh, All right, Kim, over to the Cup Series. What are you going to do? Okay, so um, I did have Dinger left, so I could take him in Xfinity. I had, I could use him one more time. In Cup, of the drivers I have left, um, I really don't have any that I felt comfortable using here. I'm saving one or two, um, so I'm going to take Dinger again. Dinger. Uh, it's, I'm hoping he can go two for two this weekend. I, I love it. I had Kyle Larson written down, uh, but... Uh, I'm with you. I'm not like overly confident and I don't want to waste the pick. Uh, So I am actually going to go with Daniel Suarez this week in the Cup Series. Oh, that's Uh, interesting. We'll we'll see if we can't, uh, you know, maybe make a little noise, pick up a little extra ground there. So, uh, all right. Well, Kim, I mean, we talked to David back to back weeks. Who knows? Uh, Maybe maybe you will be back here next week. Could be. Could be. We'll see. All right. Hopefully. Well, listen, have a great rest of the week. Enjoy the races this weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. See ya. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 286 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Twitter, at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thank you to Kim James, Brian Newdorf, and Chase Purdy for calling into the show. Uh, we'll see what we can't piece together for next week. It's going into Michigan week, so I think we know who might be on the show. Uh, don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya.